Welcome to the Purpose Driven Educator Podcast, a show that explores what motivates educators to do their life's work. Here's your host, Dr. Jeffrey Miller. Have you ever found yourself hesitant to speak your mind or share your perspective? Maybe you're so busy with life, making ends meet, dealing with day-to-day pressures that you haven't put much thought into the subject. Or maybe you don't feel like you have anything of substance to offer. Well, you are the product of so many amazingly unique experiences, successes and failures, and intimate relationships and values. And together, you have an asset that has the potential to make a powerful impact in the lives of others, even when you don't think so or fail to recognize its significance. Far too often, we fail to realize what we have to offer because we get sucked into the trap of comparing ourselves to others. I'm not talking about being inspired by others to achieve great things. I'm actually referring to the destructive practice of measuring our worth and value against the standards of others. This usually ends up in a losing situation. So for this episode, the driving question is, how do you find your voice? In a world full of so many things competing for your attention, with so many models to compare yourself to, and so many opportunities to fall into the trap of self-doubt, how do we find clarity and identify our voices? Regardless of your age, profession, or status in life, you have a voice. And it is presented in the way you express yourselves every day, in the way you connect with others, and in the way you respond to the world around you. Even if you're not aware, your voice is on full display when you engage in life. And the more you are aware of it, the more you can intentionally refine and develop your voice to benefit others. To help me explore this question, I had a conversation with educator, psychotherapist, author, and internet talk show host, Dr. Tracy Brown. During the interview, she shared advice on how to work through challenges to achieve personal confidence and find your voice. Okay, well, we're here with our with our special guest, Dr. Tracy Brown. Uh, She is a psychotherapist, author, speaker and talk show host. Uh, but uh, we asked her to come to the show because, most importantly, she's an educator. And, uh, you know, in this episode, we really are focusing in on this idea of finding your voice. We uh, we hear a lot about that uh, today, about having your voice and speaking your truth. But we want to talk and explore a little bit more about this idea. And as educators, how do we find our voice and why is that so important? So, uh, Dr. Brown, how are you doing today, I'm doing fantastic, Dr. Jeffrey. Thank you so much for asking. I'm doing great. Awesome, awesome. Well, we're, we're so glad that you were able to join us and we just wanted to, to explore that topic with you. And, uh, and I had a couple of questions for you just to, to kind of get us going, but I, I'm pretty sure our listeners would like to know a little bit more about you and, and what you're doing currently. So could you share a little bit about, about what you do in education? Sure, uh, and thank you again so much for having me on your show. Um, yeah, so I have been an educator for about 25 years. Uh, part of that was as a teacher. I taught for four years, elementary school, and then uh, went into the field of school counseling. 
So I've been a school counselor at the elementary, middle school, and high school level. And then from there, I went on to become a counselor supervisor. And I did that for about five years. And currently, I am, as you said, a psychotherapist. I work for our youth and family department in our district, and we service students um, from, you know, grades pre-K through 12th grade and their families. So uh, we try to make sure that we're meeting the mental health um, and social and emotional needs of students. So that, in a nutshell, is um, a little bit about my background. Well, that's very interesting. You talk about... Um your work as a psychotherapist. I mean, this idea of, of finding voice, I think what, what a lot of people see connected to that is confidence. And so do you see that coming into play in your work with, with students and families, this, this need to find their voice? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, part of the education system is designed to, of course, help students to be academically ready. But from a counseling standpoint, it is important for us that we meet the needs of the whole child. So we also try to ensure that students are uh, mentally uh, and socially and and personally ready to um, pursue their dreams in life, to accomplish their goals, and to become the best that they can be. So, you know, life gets very tough for students and families. So it's um, important for us to help students to find out you know, what their strengths are, um, maybe what even their weaknesses are, because even those, uh, you know, shortcomings actually tell them a lot about themselves and they can find confidence in that as well, that they can spend time honing their strengths and then understanding their weaknesses and learning how to overcome those as well. So, yeah, it's extremely important that we help kind of give kids a a roadmap to follow so that they have a, a sense of meaning and purpose in their lives. That is, uh, that is true. And I, I know as educators, you know, we do a lot to, to model for our students. And, and uh, with your work with, with students and their families, I mean, how do you see that uh, interaction with the, with the parents needing to also find their voice? And, and, and if so, what are some of the things that, um, that you've done with working with the parents? Oh, goodness. Wow. Um, how much time do we have? <laughs> okay, so we're, we're working with, with kids and, uh, you know, they're developing and uh, it is important in that developmental process that parents are also equipped and educated on what on how to best support their child through the process. And oftentimes I found I find that parents need information. They need information. They need knowledge. They need skills. Um, They themselves have to make sure they're looking after their mental and physical health as well. So, you know, working with with the parents is just as important or maybe even more so important uh, than working with the students because the parents are the adults. So they're the ones that make the big decisions for students. And so if the parents are not equipped and they do not have uh, the tools that they need to parent properly, to be that role model in the the home, Uh, if they're going through financial struggles or if they're having 
having uh, relationship uh, difficulties, then those are things that really could pose barriers for students uh, in, in the classroom and in the school environment. So it's very important for us. You know, I rarely do I see a child without the parent. I, I actually, hard, I never see a child without a parent because I understand that the parent has to be a critical part of that, that child's uh, equation for success. So it is extremely important that we work with the parents to help them, first of all, give them the courage <laughs> to be able to tackle whatever problems they have and then help them kind of walk them through the process of over overcoming those challenges. Wow, definitely. I, I know that, you know, you've you've basically shown sort of that complete circle of, the, like you said, the whole child working with the academic, also the social and emotional needs. And I'm, I'm curious about you and your own sort of path uh, in that direction. Uh, what led you to to do this work, to kind of to want to serve families in this way? Well, Dr. Jeffrey, I've always had a passion to um, kind of be that person to kind of walk through, walk people through their uh, issues and problems and circumstances in life. Um, so I've always had a heart and passion to do that, but I will say that my own personal struggles as a mom, uh, more specifically as a single mom, really um, has given me a certain level of compassion for, uh, for parents because I found myself personally struggling in that process, uh, not just to raise my child, but to, um, to have the kind of relationship that I co-parenting relationship that I needed to have with my son's father uh, in order for my child to be successful. One thing I realized is that I really needed help, no matter how much education I had, no matter how much uh, training I had in terms of helping kids at school. Well, as a parent myself, I found myself with a lot of shortcomings. Uh, my child was struggling with attention deficit disorder and uh, it took everything in me to just try to figure out how do I help him? And just that feeling of helplessness was just uh, extremely overwhelming. So I had found myself having to reach out to school personnel, to other colleagues to just try to, you know, figure out how do I help my child? How do he's struggling? You know, self-esteem is low. Uh, you know, what do I do? So just going through that whole problem solving process was, um, it was quite, um, it was quite challenging. So um, one of the things I had to recognize was that I couldn't do it by myself. Um, and I had to, whatever the issues were between my son's father and myself, I had to figure that out and work that out and grow up a little bit and, <laughs> mm-hmm. and understand that, uh, you know, it took more than just me to be able to serve my child. So uh, my colleagues, other counselors were extremely helpful. My son's coaches, uh, my family members. I mean, it took a whole village just to raise this one child. So I, I always keep that in mind, you know, when I get clients or, or my students in the center, I always keep in mind that, you know, parents would not be coming to me if they didn't need help. And that is my sole purpose is to, first of all, just help them understand that there is a solution to the problem. It just may take a little bit of time, a little bit of patience, a little bit of understanding. And, and um, you know, with that, we can help them work through the situation. 
Yeah. So, so you said this, this, um, need to recognize that you needed help. Do you feel like that ever goes away? I mean, uh, along the way you've obviously have, uh, have been a success and you've, you've, um, overcome a lot of those challenges that you had. Um, do you feel like that ever goes away? I don't think it does, Dr. Jeffrey. I think that one of the things I learned, not just about parenting, but about life, is that we all need help. We all need that support. None of us are here by ourselves. And no matter if it's you're trying to, you know, be the best parent you can be, or if you're trying to, um, you know, meet your child at, at their need if they have a learning disability, um, if they, you know, there's problems in the family, whatever the issues are, we all need help. You know, none of us can do it by ourselves. And I actually wrote a book <laughs> called Single Mom PhD. And in that book, I really um, tried to hit home. You know, one of the chapters is I need help. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so I was trying to hit home the fact that it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to you know, to need help, to um, go and pursue whatever it is you need to pursue. And there's so many people that are out there waiting to be of service. So I just want to encourage parents to, you know, don't suffer by yourself. Don't suffer in silence. You know, um, a lot of times they come to me in therapy and, you know, they're kind of embarrassed to be there. And, you know, I just try to you know, help to relieve some of that anxiety and help them understand, you know what, I've been there too. I know where you are. And guess what? We're going to walk this walk together. So mm-hmm. no, I don't think that ever goes away. We, we all need help, you know, to some degree or another. Definitely. You know, this idea of, uh, of helping others and, and having that come back around is, is really important to me. I think, uh, here recently I, I listened to a, a podcast that, um, that really um, got my attention is called how to be better. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll put some, some information about that podcast in the show notes, but it's really interesting. They had an episode about serving and this idea that if everybody serves, then everybody receives. Right. So like you, this cycle and if, and, and it makes me, what makes me think of that is when you, you're saying that, Hey, everybody needs help. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's there. Everybody needs help. It doesn't matter how successful you are, where you've come from, everybody needs help. And so that should be part of your sort of expectations that you need help and you need to help others. Mm-hmm. So uh, I find that interesting, especially from you. I mean, of course, you you are an author. You have uh, two books out uh, now that uh, that have been uh, very influential. You're, you mentioned the single mom, PhD, but then also the ebb and flow. And so... Coming from you, someone who is trained, someone who is a, a success in many rights, to say that, hey, look, I need help sometimes uh, is powerful. It's powerful. Mm-hmm. And people need to hear that. I think it's important. Absolutely. And I think it's very humbling, too. I think, you know, sometimes you have to let go of your pride and recognize that you don't know it all and, and you don't have it all together. You may have some things together. You might've mm-hmm. figured out a few mm-hmm. things, but, you know, you know, the, you know, as I went through my, my, uh, doctoral program, I mean, I tell you what, I learned so much of what I didn't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mm-hmm. walked away thinking, okay, I might know a little bit more than I did when I started, but I tell mm-hmm. you what, there's, there's always more to learn. And, 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 
you know, and it's, it's a, it's a good thing. It keeps us stable. It keeps us, um, where we need to be, keeps us balanced. That's true. I couldn't agree more. Well, you tell me, is, is, was there a turning point for you where you felt like, you know, I, I know who I am and I have a voice that I want to share with others. Was that, was there a point in your life when you sort of realized you have that voice or was it always there and you just, just found new ways to share it? Oh goodness. Wow. Um, so I think to be honest with you, I feel like I've, I feel like I've always had a heart and passion to serve as you were just speaking of. Mm-hmm. And so I've always felt that I had something to give. Um, and I guess more so from an emotional standpoint, the turning point for me in terms of being more vocal about what I felt like I had to offer was when I myself found myself in um, a lot of challenges um, in, in my workplace. And um, it was then that I had to go and find my power. I, I was in a situation where I just felt like... Um, I felt devalued Mm -hmm. and I felt um, that I wasn't given the opportunity to share the experiences that I had. So in that, at that time I said, you know what, I might not be able to do it in this regard, but it really pushed me in the direction that I probably need to go anyway, which was to go and make my voice known. So for me, from a mental health standpoint and the education system as well, writing for me was just amazing. It was healing for me. Uh, that was my way of uh, being able to process through some of the challenges that I was going through uh, in my workplace. And then um, with the with the show, um, it was also kind of my, I guess my way of, saying to other people, hey, let's walk this walk together. So mm-hmm. that delights my heart. I love when people tell their story. I love when people share what they've been through, what they've gone through, because I think it's healing. It's really healing when you're able to do that. So uh, for me, uh, my voice came from kind of breaking through those challenges and saying to everyone else, hey, if I can make it through this, guess what? You can too. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And, and that voice is strong. I mean, it comes through in, in many ways. You've uh, inspired me <laughs> to to move <laughs> forward with projects. So I definitely can recognize that. In, in and you're doing work. an outstanding job, Dr. Jeffrey. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, the check is in the mail. No, uh, I, I appreciate that. No. Well, you know, it's exciting to to work with educators because I see in education, it's a very personal profession. You know, it's almost like you put your heart out there when you teach and when you when you educate others and serve others in this way. And I know that, uh, as you mentioned in your own story, that that, you know, sometimes you can feel devalued. Sometimes you can feel like maybe you're not quite measuring up to the standards of those um, that you that you work for. Um, And I, I think it's important that we all recognize that no matter who you are, you have a perspective that is of value. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm curious to know a little bit more about 
um, some of the things that you do to help others to recognize that? Because it seems like um, it seems like we can't get enough of that today. We can't get enough of, of people recognizing their own value, not necessarily, um, you know, to be famous, but to <laughs> to really just um, share and give. So what are some of the things that you, you do to, to help others do that? Yeah, well, one of the things I do try to do is um, I try to, as you're doing, give people a voice to be able to speak their truth and to, to talk about the things that uh, they, they are passionate about. I also try to stay plugged in uh, in terms of growing from a professional standpoint because I recognize that uh, the more opportunity I'm given to be able to work in the field of uh, counseling and education, uh, the more I have to know because times are changing. And uh, I think it's important to hone your skills. It's important to not uh, allow yourself to stay in the box. Be willing to um, come out of that box. And just because you're a teacher or just because you're a school counselor or an administrator doesn't doesn't limit you to doing just that. I mean, you know, if you like to basket weave or if you like to sell, um, you know, uh, I don't know, any kind of product, go ahead and do that. I mean, I think that's what helps us to stay balanced in, in the classroom as well. I think when we're able to go and live that other part of our lives, that live out that passion that we might have on the side or in addition to what we do uh, in the school environment, I think that makes it even richer. Um, your experiences are not just limited to what's in the school building or what's in the school district, that you're able to serve in the district, but you're also able to um, you know, go and reach uh, other goals that you might have in life as well. So for me, that's empowering. And then one of the things I also, this was a defining moment, moment for me, Dr. Jeffrey, was when I was uh, had just started my show and I wanted to, you know, kind of step off and do it full time because I knew that that was my heart and my passion. And I was really struggling. I was like, oh my goodness, I want to step off and do this. But to be honest with you and transparent, I, I knew I couldn't do it from a financial standpoint. Mm -hmm. So it just hit me one day that, you know what, and I will attribute, attribute this to God because I do believe in him and, mm -hmm. and I will give him credit. Um, but it hit me that something said, why not do it all? Why do you mm. limit yourself to one or the other? Why does it have to just be black or white? Why can't it be gray? Why can't you do this during that time period of the period of the day? And then when you step off, your time is yours. You get to go and decide whatever else it is your heart and soul desires to do. So for me, that was a defining moment to give me that permission to go out and pursue other things that I really enjoy doing, but I could still keep my job. I could still support my family. I could still do, uh, you know, take care of my responsibilities. So just taking off the limitations and not just holding myself to that one thing was uh, empowering for me. It was life changing for me. So that is uh, so interesting to, to think about how s seemingly simple, uh, it is to to just give yourself permission. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you yes. know, give yourself permission. Give yourself a chance to do the things that you desire. You know, and I and I know in my own uh, work, I've I've had those voices. You know, well, you can't do that. You can't do that. 
And it is liberating, as you say, to just say, yes, yes, you can. Let me try it. I don't know. Let me let me see what it is, what it's like. Well, Dr. Jeffrey, I remember when, you know, there were only a select few of, you know, celebrity type people that were able to have their own show or, you know, radio show, TV show or what have you. But in this day and time with technology, I love it because if you want to have a TV show, if you want to have a podcast, if you want to have, mm-hmm. you know, really anything your heart desires to do, you no longer have to wait for anyone to give you that stamp of approval. You give yourself permission and then you blaze forward. So I'm just happy. I'm excited about your show and I just can't wait to see all of the great things that are, that are going to come out of it. Thank you. No, it is. It is exciting to be able to say, Hey, you know, Here's an audience. Um, there are a lot of people out there that are just like me. Why not share um, my experiences or the experiences of others and fill that gap? You know, there are some gaps out there that haven't been filled. So as long as long as there are gaps, we can keep spreading our voice. So yes, I, I encourage that as well. Well, tell me, what are, who are some people that have inspired you along the way? I think um, I think that's interesting to to see the person you are today and some of the major players or influences in your life? Well, uh, I will have to say, first of all, I will have to say God inspires me. Uh (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I not only see him as my Lord, but I also see him as one that really does direct my path every single day. Uh But I know it's my responsibility to make sure I'm listening and able to hear his voice and walk after the, um, the, the path that he has set before me. So I will have to say God is number one. Uh, secondly are my parents. Um, they raised us to, um, to be fearless, to not let anything hold us back from the things that we wanted and desired to do in life. Um, my dad was hardworking. Um, I just lost him last November, but I tell you what, he left such a legacy for us to understand that, you know, hard work still gets you where you need to be in life, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then my mom, just a prayer warrior. She prayed us through every challenge we had in life and still is doing that. So Mm -hmm. I would have to say, you know, God first, my parents next. And there's been a, a host of others you know, my high school coach that taught me how to, you know, that you can win if you don't quit. If you just mm-hmm. don't quit, you might even mm-hmm. just come in last. But you know what? You still won because you finished the race. Mm-hmm. So my high school coach, um, gosh, there's been a host of others. My pastor, Bishop T.D. Jakes, just has really blessed my life uh, and has spoken into my life so many times. So there's just been a whole long list of people that I am just uh, inspired by every single day and just, Mm. you know, people like yourself and other people that are doing amazing things. I get so encouraged by that as well. So, well, that, that speaks to your humility. I mean, I think that's important for us all as, as leaders in, in education is to really be humble enough to listen. I think that's, uh, that's key and, uh, starting off with listening to the right voices. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's, uh, that's important. So I, I appreciate your priority list there. Okay. Uh, God and, and then parents and then others. I think that's amazing. Um, and it says a lot about your work. Well, you know, I know that, um, you, you, like I said, you you're an author, you have a talk show now and you, you're doing so many different things. 
What What are some of the projects you have up in common that that uh, people need to pay attention to? Ooh, okay. Well, um, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I guess from more of a professional standpoint, I'm trying to continue to hone my skills in terms of uh, my uh, background in psychology. I'm I'm saying this with a deep breath, but I'm looking mm-hmm. to go actually back to school. Whoa. <laughs> for the second doctorate, but I, I'm going for a purpose and that is to really hone my skills in terms of uh, assessments. I'm hoping to really get, dig into the neuropsychology uh, field mm-hmm. and try to uh, better understand that and serve people in, in that way. Um, I'm working on another book for parents um, to kind of give them somewhat of a step-by-step on how to help their child be successful in school and how parents need to equip themselves to help their child. So there's a lot of preparation that parents need to do and really stop and take time to to think through. And I think sometimes they don't know that and they get into the game and just they're lost. So I just want to kind of give them a little quick step guide on some things to look for as their child navigates through the, the educational process. Um, still working on the show. So as you know, I have a, um, um, internet TV show uh, that airs Monday nights at seven o'clock central. Uh, and that airs at drtracybrown.com. I'm giving a shameless plug there. Oh, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> plug away. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so uh, really trying to make sure that the show is addressing uh, many of the issues that we face in, in today's uh, society. So we have a lot of amazing guests that come on the show and, and they really just kind of give us insight on, you know, just again, how to be successful in life and how to stay inspired and motivated to go out and do what we have been designed and ordained to do. So just focusing on the show, um, trying to hone my skills professionally and uh, working on the book are kind of my bigger priorities at this point in time. Wow. Wow. Uh- I'm impressed. I'm and I'm tired just just thinking about all that work. No, <laughs> the, thank you for for sharing that. So you know, I'm curious what what are some of the things you do to stay focused? I mean, you you do have a busy schedule. You you know you have a lot of things going and you're doing great work. How do you stay focused? Oh goodness. Well, uh, it probably helps that uh, I'm not. I don't have a significant other at this point, so that probably helps out a little bit. But. <laughs> Um, but that's, you know, that's a, kind of a, a choice. But um, just, I guess, just trying to make sure that I am uh, staying on the straight and narrow. And for me, decision making is important. So how I spend my time every day is important. And I try to make it intentional without being boring. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I try to have a little bit of fun somewhere in there. But Um, But I know, uh, Dr. Jeffrey, that we all have a set time to be on this earth. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to be found lacking. I don't want to be found uh, idle and not accomplishing the work that I have been sent here to do. So, you know, I take it very seriously that we're not promised tomorrow. And so I want to, I mean, I have eternity to party and do all that other fun stuff. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But uh, right now I know that people are are suffering and I want to be a part of their um, equation for, um, for success in life. So uh, for me, just, you know, kind of staying in the word and uh, talking to people and surrounding myself with people that are 
are like-minded, kind of going in the same direction, uh, try to not, you know, get too distracted. So, you know, that's a challenge, but, um, but once I know what my goals are, that's kind of my way of helping myself, myself to stay focused because when I know I have to make a decision, then I have to ask myself, is this consistent with where I'm going? Is it consistent with my short-term goals, my long-term goals? And if it's not, then I may have to put that to the side. And, uh, you know, and that, that kind of is what helps me. So when I feel myself kind of off balance or off focus, I know it's probably because I've made some decisions that are taking me off course. So just as well as I made those decisions to get off course, I know I can make other decisions to get right back in the game of where I need to be. So I think just setting goals um, and uh, keeping my mind sharp. Uh, I try to stay in the word because that is my guideline for um, what I'm supposed to be doing. So that's pretty much it. Well, I tell you, that is um, tried and true right there. Uh, definitely having your priorities in order. And and then this idea of, uh, I really am taking away from this conversation, this idea of empowering yourself, really giving yourself permission to move forward, um, you know, reorienting yourself to what your true values are and really just um, allowing yourself to, to listen to others, but also to be driven um, with the direction you, you know, you, that is right for your life. And I, I appreciate you sharing your story and, uh, and sharing your, your work that you're doing. We definitely are going to put all the details about uh, how people can get in touch with you and, and get more information from you, uh, in your books in our show notes. Uh, but we definitely all, I can speak for, for the listeners have been, um, blessed by having you on the show. And, uh, we look forward to more of the work that you're doing. Well, Dr. Jeffrey, thank you so much for having me, and uh, I look forward to connecting. I look forward to doing what I can to just connect with amazing people. So thank you so much. Thank you. So that does it for this episode of The Purpose Driven Educator. Thank you for tuning in, and I welcome your questions, comments, and feedback at PurposeDrivenEducator.com. You can also connect with me on Twitter at Dr. Jeff Miller. That's Dr. Jeff Miller. And if you haven't already done so, please subscribe to the show. So until next time, stay driven.